0: Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today, the episode, The Assignment. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Let's set the stage. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and we're back in our new home at uh, Staples Studio.
1: Yes, it's fantastic here. You know, we just... uh... Met the folks and uh, they're so accommodating and uh, it's just such a perfect space. And again, being together in person, there's just something special about it. Just that connection, the energy, you can play off each other a little bit versus, uh, you know, it's Zoom was great when, when we had to do Zoom, but now we're back and this is great.
0: Yeah, and we're, we're, we're going to probably be transitioning to their equipment. I had a, a quick 10-minute lesson earlier and I'm going to come back in and probably spend half an hour playing around with the uh This stuff here, it looks really, really good. They're really, really helpful here. And uh, there's something I said last week, I think I said it kind of offhanded, but I said, you know, we're not a professional production crew, but we have taken so many strides to get a nice sound. uh, One that people are willing to listen to because a lot of the podcasts out there, uh, people struggled because of COVID and whatever to get a nice sound that people will feel comfortable listening to. And I think we've done a really, really good job in, in dealing with the circumstances and equipment and stuff. And it's so nice to be in a place like this and, you know, you and I have talked about it. The sound is so much better here.
1: Yeah. And when we say we, uh, it's really Alistair. Alistair is a bit of a tech head and I say that in a, in just glowing terms, he does the research, he loves to play with stuff. He figures stuff out, he does it again, and it comes back ma- magical. I just, I, I told him jokingly that I just show up and uh, and uh, everything is there. But uh, uh, thank goodness, Alistair, you have such a passion for this, you're a curious mind. And uh, I think the stuff that you've uh, brought together to help us this far have been amazing. And this is taking it to the next level.
0: One of the benefits of COVID is that you're sitting around at home and you need some hobbies and things to do. It's funny, uh, Capel, the, the, um, community manager, he says, so, uh, I said, listen, the scary thing is, is I'm a technical guy in this crew. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he's kind of looking at us like, you know, but no, they've been really, really helpful. And uh, I, I love the sound in this place. And I think, you know, if we can transition over to their stuff, which looks uh, pretty straightforward, just I think it's a comfort level on my part because of you know, I haven't used it before, but uh, I did a little test run, and it is is good. It's cool. It was cool.
1: Wow. You know, maybe maybe next we'll have to cut an album. This, this looks like the kind of material uh, equipment that you could uh, cut an album or something, but no, no, that's probably too much.
0: I was going to say, which one of us can sing? Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. Well, I used to sing as a kid, so you know, maybe there's hidden talent that I just need to brush up on. Your father is an excellent singer. He is. So, you know, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll do some, uh, you know, Nah, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. All right, uh,
0: let's continue on. Uh, Greg and I have both spent a big chunk of our careers as managers. We both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We'll start at the perspective of the employee, then move on to the manager and uh, other people around. We're going to discuss how we have observed others
1: successfully
0: manage the situation. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. I think we're going to have a really good discussion
1: again today, Greg. Yeah, this is another great topic, really great topic. I'm looking forward to it.
0: So the assignment, you're given an assignment by your manager or boss and you experience all or some of the following. It is obvious that this is not an important job and no one cares if it gets done. It is a job that can't be done, but efforts must be taken to show that there was an attempt. Your boss hasn't provided any context. Why? It isn't obvious why you can do it as it isn't in your skill set. It is obviously a punishment chore. So Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment?
1: Well, um, you know, especially that last point, it's a punishment chore. I mean, and the last two points I think are so powerful, you know, it's, I don't have the skills, what the heck am I doing? So without context, it, it, uh, it, Gets your mind going. And you know, we've talked in past podcasts that there's the inner critics, there's the spin cycle, all these things uh, play on your mind. And right now is not the time to create those kinds of situations because I just read an article that said more than 50% of Canadians, working Canadians, are looking for actively looking for a new job. That's significant. And, you know, when this first thing started, uh, we pointed to the U.S. and said, well, we're not like that. This great resignation is not happening here, but it is happening here. And and, uh, having uh, this kind of thing happen uh, will just accelerate my decision to move forward, especially without context, because assignments can be wonderful. Even assignments outside your skill zone can be wonderful, but without context and just dumped on your lap, especially when it doesn't fit your skill set, that uh, uh, the exit sign starts to flash, and uh, my resume starts to get shined up. Yeah, th- this is
0: uh, you know when we were developing this. This really is uh, with my in my experience as well. And I think you said the magic word, which is context. There's times when we, as an organization or company, have to do something, have to be seen to do something. And that's just the reality of the situation. But it's that conversation around what you're doing. And if it is a stretch thing, you know, somebody has to tell you about it and talk to you about it. But so often, you know, we just do transactions and we don't have, you know, the right amount of conversation around something. And sometimes as employees, maybe we don't ask enough questions as well. This is something I, I think
1: is it's pretty simple to address, but we often just don't do it. Yeah, and you know, the other thing that happens often is it's often your best people, the people that you depend upon, you just get in a habit of the stuff that's got to get done, you give to them. And it's a bad habit to get into without acknowledgement, without context again. So even those folks that you know, I've seen so many times when a really good person has left, and they've left because they feel that they're just given all the basic stuff or the last minute stuff or the stuff that has to be fixed and they're never given the stuff that's challenging or even without context. If they are told that they're their go-to person and they really appreciate, have a relationship, a, con- a conversation with them, then they'll say, but the thing is often you lose your best people because they're, the they're the people that when it's stressful, when I need a quick fix, if I don't do it myself, I'm going to give it to Alistair because Alistair always gets her done. Uh, and Alistair will get her done until he leaves.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. There's two kind of uh, labels I put on this situation, Uh, the go-to crowd and the cleanup crowd. Mm -hmm. And that's great, but it can also be bad. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I've been in both those camps, and I've used both those camps as a manager.
1: Yeah, and there's probably a third crowd, the CU crowd, and those are the people that maybe someone wants to get rid of so they do give them this assignment, but that's wrong too. Because, you know, it's just not the right thing to do. And you become known as the leader who does these things. So really be thoughtful on how you're giving the assignments. We're going to talk about that and who you're giving the assignments to for sure.
0: So let's get down to some common sense. What are some common sense things as a manager to help deal with this situation? Always provide an explanation what needs to be done.
1: Yeah. And... Uh, If you don't mind, I'm going to add the next one because it links really together so much. And we've talked about this in almost every podcast. Explanation of what needs to get done and why it needs to get done are so important. But how often do we just forget this? We just tell them. We might tell them what needs to be done, actually. That's usually something you got to tell. Because they – although sometimes that happens when you don't. Just say, hey, go talk to Joe and he's going to get something and tell you what you need to do. But often managers do start with the what. But if you don't add the why, um, that will create, create uh, uh, conflict normally uh, and frustration, especially if it's something that, that as we described is either not my skills or something that I see as a no-win situation.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I think throughout all my careers, that what actually was a big thing for me because it's like, oh, else to go do this. But what are the criteria? What are what are the the building blocks of that? What exactly do you want done? Like you're telling me to go over here and do X, but what within X do you want me to do? You know, what are the thresholds? And so this is something throughout my careers. I'm I'm one of those people that when you ask me to do something, I probably have a couple questions. And I like like fulsome emails about what you want done because I want to do what you want me to do. And so I need a lot of information on the what. And uh, the why is very, very helpful as well. But I, I think the, the what, it has been important to me in the past. And it's like, you know, somebody comes by, oh, can you look after that? Then they, you know, all of a sudden they realize I'm following them down the hallway. I said, okay, you want me to do this. What do you want me to do with it? What are you looking for? What are the thresholds? When do you want it done? All those questions. I'm that guy. And so I think the what is really important in my experience and some of the, just some of the jobs that I've done. And all of a sudden people looking at me, yeah, I really didn't explain any of that, did you?
1: No, you didn't. Yeah, I think that's a really, really important point. And enough of the what for the person to understand. And this is, again, one of those things where it's really important to know your people. So if, if you have a lot of experience in this space, me going really deep on the what. And being really uh, specific in that type of thing is not a good thing. If it's a new experience for you, giving more information is really important. You know, we've talked before about situational leadership and really knowing your people, knowing what they bring to the task, the assignment, whatever that is, and then being able to support them in that way is, is really important. But I think you're right. Often you don't give enough of the what. You only give a little bit of the what and then it just wastes time because if, to your point, the person is coming and knocking out, well, one more thing, one more thing. So really be thoughtful around the details of the what and then create the space for the person to ask because often the other thing is that they don't create the space for someone to ask even more what questions. And uh, it's so much better to get it done up front because if there's you know we've told the use the analogy of the archer, you know, if uh, the archer, their aim at the beginning when they're drawing back the the bow is so, so important because if it's off just a little bit, by the time it hits the target, it'll be way off. So the more what up front will be more likely that you're going to hit the target. And I understand there's dynamic situations, right?
0: Where, you know, you're in the heat of battle and you just got to go, go, go. And that's great. But when you have the luxury of time to have a good, wholesome conversation about this, you're right. You're saving time. Like even if you have to spend 20 extra minutes now, when you get the wrong product in three weeks, if you don't have that conversation, then you've wasted three weeks.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Um, This reminds me, a number of people that I know have like assignment frameworks or assignment checklists that often have all the questions that you should answer up front. And having something like that, even if you run out of time, you can actually, it's the checklist to go through and asking all the all the what questions and, and then adding the why question on. it. If you have that, because you know, when your head is full of stuff, you miss stuff. But if you have an agreed upon assignment, launch pad checklist or whatever, that has all those questions, boy, oh boy, it it helps so much for the person you're assigning it to and for the success of the project.
0: Yeah. In recent years, like presently, and if I go back a couple of years or so, uh, I've been blessed by this where people are really wholesome, fulsome in, in how they they tell me what needs to be done and stuff like that. And I like that. It, it gives me more confidence in what I'm doing. And I'm that guy, like, I, I want to have the conversation up front. Uh, matter of fact, I'll tell you right now, we're going to have the conversation up front. Mm, that's great. Uh, the next one, uh, provide an explanation why the employee got the call. Sometimes it isn't obvious and it doesn't hurt to have that conversation uh, that, you know, listen, we're shorthanded and uh, I-, I need you to do this. I know it's not, you know, within your regular duties or in your comfort zone, this needs to get done and and you've got some availability. So if you could jump on this, i appreciate it. And maybe if you have any questions, go ask Greg, but this is what we need done. And just, you know, an explanation, why, di- why me? Well, you might be up like when I was a detective. You're up, you're next, you get the next big call.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so why not only why the project, but why me? That's that's so important.
0: And if it's part of a development plan for the employee or the team,
1: then talk about it. That's a great conversation to have, great conversation. Great conversation. Again, it's a wider context and it says there's purpose behind it versus just a uh, last minute throw against the wall kind of thing.
0: Absolutely. Although i got to tell you- A lot of the best courses I took, especially in the police department, I happened to be walking down the hallway and I didn't have court that day. And they went, listen, there's a three-day course. Do you have court? I don't. You're going on a course. And sometimes, you know, or will you go to this uh, workshop? Will you go and do this thing? And being Johnny in the spot sometime is not a bad thing. But if that's the normal course of business, then that really isn't probably the best thing to do.
1: Yeah, and it also, what adds real value to that is if as your boss, I know what you need, or I know what your desired experiences to learn are, and then if I can then click those last-minute ideas onto you, then that makes a lot more sense. If it's just way out in left field, and it's just to check off a box so my staff member's gone for a training program, then that's not good. Any any learning's good, but it's not as good as if uh, I really know what you need or what you want, and then... Uh, find solutions for you, even if they're last minute solutions. Yeah, that's cool.
0: And the next two, uh, let's just throw them together. Context is everything and appearance is everything. Uh, you know, we, we talked about it, right? The go-to crowd and, and the cleanup people, um, that can cause some problems uh, within the dynamics of a team or a group of people. They always get that, those nice little assignments and the person getting the assignment is going, why am I always getting those assignments? So there's a bunch of stuff that goes on here and that appearance piece, uh, I don't know if I probably looked at that enough when I was a manager because I'll tell you, Greg, I had go-to people.
1: Yeah, and you know what? The other thing that's bubbling up for me as an additional point is, which fits with those, is as a manager, how do I show up and how do I support people in the assignment? So one thing is actually taking the lead, verbalizing that hey, I've asked Alistair to do this because of this. So setting Alistair up for success. So almost declaring that what, why, and why to others where, where appropriate. And the second thing is, is providing support, saying, okay, what do you need from me to be successful in this assignment? Because then the person doesn't feel that they're kind of left out Uh, out in left field with any support whatsoever. So even saying what do you need from me and also creating the time to support them in the assignment. So setting it up as a manager well uh, and also with others, not just with the individual themselves and also then providing support both verbally and visibly. Uh, That appearance piece in the end is part of that success is if you're there with them and then uh, upon completion celebrating them.
0: That's cool. That's cool. I like that addition to it. Now, as employees, there's a couple things we can do to assist. And some of it we've already covered, but ask good questions. And I'll tell you right now, Greg, I'm the question asker.
1: 100%. Yeah, I'm probably the opposite, right? So, uh, you know, I pro- I dive and although I'm getting much better, I would say, but I I dive especially not in this situation. If this situation was a negative assignment or what I didn't see as uh positive assignment, you know, I'm, I, uh, I, I'm still pretty much a doer. I will get stuff done. I'll get excited about it. I'll make it a good assignment, that kind of thing. And I have learned in the past or more recently in my career to pause and ask questions. Because again, that, uh, that analogy of the archer I'm shooting at the moon and I'm not hitting anything, although I'm excited by it. Uh, so really asking good questions will certainly help you be more successful. And I, I've learned that in my career. And I find I, – I seem to be the one um,
0: – It's I think because we're both pretty experienced people uh, – I, I, I try to ask the right questions mm. and the questions that would not just impact me, but maybe other people that are in, as part of this assignment. And that goes back years and years and years because, you know, a lot of people sit there and they don't ask questions. Well, if we're all going to be working on this together, then somebody needs to ask the questions and everybody needs to uh, understand what those answers are. So I think the, the question asker, you know, if it's just you on the assignment, then that's going to help you. But if there's other people on the assignment that helps everybody.
1: Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is this comes back to a bigger opportunity going back to the manager. And we've talked about that. uh, And, you know, my book talks about this, creating that safe, brave space for folks to be able to ask questions. You know, so is it an environment that actually people will ask and feel comfortable asking questions? Because if it isn't, then this assignment will blow up uh, or we'll get off track. So it's so important to your point, yes, to ask questions, but as a leader, you need to be able to create that environment where folks feel comfortable asking those questions.
0: And some of the best uh, kind of orientation sessions where you're getting the assignment, especially if there's multiple people going to be working on it, is I, I saw a leader go, OK, these are some of the questions you may have, and actually answered a bunch. I like kind of did an FAQ themselves. Now, are there any other questions? And please, there's no stupid questions.
1: Yeah, that's a great way. It's a good because sometimes that just creates the flow of questions uh, starting. Yeah, it's a great idea. It it
0: starts that momentum, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Don't go to a dark place right away. Keep an open mind, and you kind of alluded to it. You know, you're kind of looking at this assignment. Am I being punished? Did I do something wrong? Am I on the am I on the bench? Like, what's going on? Don't go to that place right away. And you know, with a lack of information, if we haven't had an opportunity to ask some questions and if the if our boss or leader hasn't been forthcoming about a bunch of stuff, you know, you, you've said it, I don't know, probably a dozen times during the, the, the all these podcasts is if there's no information, you will fill in that blank. And it isn't always with a positive thought.
1: Yeah, and you know, there's ways to do it. Um we've talked about it again in other podcasts where be able to say, you know what, if you give me an assignment, me to say, Alistair, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a little confused about this. Um, and you know, you know me, I'm willing to take on anything going forward. But when I look at this, this is, this is what I feel. This is what it makes me think, and this is what it makes me want to do. Um, can you give greater clarity around it? Because I, you know, I don't like to feel this way, but I am feeling, you know, going to a dark place because I'm thinking, boy, this doesn't seem to be something that is good for me. Uh, and I'm not really sure how I can be successful in this, like having that conversation. Again, it requires the space to be able to say that, but even if it doesn't, um, the things that you can be really clear about is things like I'm confused. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to understand this. I'm worried that I might not be successful because of my skill experience in that. You know, so have those questions ready because being able to... To shift to that more open mind, that curious spirit, um, the more you can be open because you know sometimes managers don't see it and or they might think something, and um, you can still be enthusiastic about something but curious about something at the same time, so definitely uh, I think that's an important as- aspect, which I think goes into the next uh <laughs> the next point
0: it does it, it fits in beautifully, right? Have a good discussion with your boss about the ask and and what I worry about with this one is. You know, often uh, I've worked with people that um, either they can't be bothered or they don't feel confident enough to have that discussion. And as a, a manager, as a former manager, I loved it when people asked those questions. I went like, how did I give them that assignment without filling in all this? And I appreciate it. And, I, you know, I want to encourage anybody that's in that boat where they don't feel confident or don't feel that they can – Go to their boss or during the, that initial conversation, you know, ask all these questions. You got to do it because, you know, 99% of the managers are going to want you to do that. So, you know, feel free, swing away, like ask the questions, ask the difficult questions. Sometimes as a manager, I've always appreciated that when somebody said, listen, I don't understand what you want here, Alistair. Like, Bob oh, oh, I'm sorry, sit down. Let's talk about it. And, and you know, do you have you know, encouraging that. And if you do that with one or two people on your team, everybody talks. They all talk about you. They all, you know, how are you relating to Alistair? What is this new guy? Like, whatever. When you have a good experience with somebody, it it gets spread throughout the team.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. When it works and when the manager gives you that space, I think that really works. The thing that's bubbling up for me is what do you do if your manager isn't a great manager, isn't a great boss? Like, you know, and so part of that is we've talked throughout the podcast is – One of the most important things is know your people. Well, equally know your boss. So if your boss is not a detail-oriented person and if your boss gets annoyed when you go into too much detail, think about what are the three most important questions that I have I want to get answers from. And think about who else – would be good to inform me on this. That would help me understand this. Because sometimes you got to manage the situation. And if your boss is uh, a, is is impatient, if your boss is kind of a grump, and if your boss is not someone, and you don't really want to, you're someone who needs more information, and they're someone who really. Is just not innately good at doing that. Just, just think about how do I best support it? And it might be also on how you set it up. I really want to do a great job here. Uh, in order to do it, I got a couple of questions I need to ask. Can we grab a little bit of time to do that? Set it up well, manage it well, create the win win scenario. Uh, what's the boss's win in this? And then how do, I, how do I approach it? So it is a bit of managing the situation.
0: And, and there's another way to approach it as well. It's not my favorite. And it's not the most efficient, but I found in certain circumstances, it's it's done the trick. And that's to write my questions out on an email, knowing that my boss is probably better at emails than they are at talking to people. And I've done this where I've just sent them an email, like looking forward to this. I've been thinking about these, you know, I haven't had a chance to catch up with you, but here's the three areas that I have a question, if you could, if you could let me know what you want. It's not the most efficient way, but there's sometimes when you're dealing with somebody that they're just better at emails. They just really are. And they have a time that they do it and all that stuff. But, you know, and what I like about that, and I don't want to be negative about it, but it also covers you in that you've been very thoughtful about this and you really sought out, you know, you want to do this properly. It's not a bad thing to put it down in writing sometimes.
1: I agree. And I think on a couple of podcasts, we've talked about this after a meeting, If you've got, you know, what did we agree to, and what are the next immediate next steps? Capture those and send a note saying, "Did I miss anything?" Uh, Often that's so helpful uh, because if you are not aligned, sometimes you leave and you think you're aligned and something, and you're not. um, It's it's a good way to 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 help ensure you're aligned. Or if they don't read it, uh, then at least you've got a bit of a trail to your point.
0: And I know we're we're very similar in approaches to to people. And if I got an email like that, I went, holy crap, like I did not, (laughs) I did not, (laughs) you know, ask them to do this and give them all the information. For somebody like me, and I know for sure for you, I go, okay, I need, okay, I'm going to sit down with this person first thing tomorrow and and make sure that they understand They obviously I haven't given them enough information and now I feel terrible and, and stuff. And I know that if I got one of those emails, it's like, okay, also you need to do a little bit better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And listen, you know, sometimes we don't listen. Um, sometimes the conversation is over a couple different sessions as the assignment develops. It's so important for us to listen and for them to see us listening to what they're saying. And it's just, sometimes people go, oh, why am I getting this? And meanwhile, we're missing the conversation. We're, we're missing, you know, the, their approach to it, you know, uh, the way that they're talking, their body movements, because now we're going, oh, crap, I'm going to have to do one of these, these types of garbage assignments again. Listening is so important, even if you're not really happy with what you're hearing yeah I
1: agree, and just before listening is is the power of pause. Find ways, especially if you're going to the dark place, find ways to to recognize it. you know we've talked before and i've I've shared the you know the idea of the importance of the body. The body shows you up like it it tells you there you're early. Early warning signs always bubble up, and if you feel yourself getting anxious, whether it's your gut, your skin, your neck, whatever it is, or annoyed or frustrating, sometimes it's good to call it out and say, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, Esther, I, I was distracted there a little bit. I was just thinking about the assignment. Could we go back over that one more time? And then really focus the listening. Uh, but often you can't listen until you learn to pause and you learn to stop the spin A little bit, and sometimes stopping the spin is 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 starts with declaring how you're feeling, but um, at least to yourself and maybe to others. And work hard. We're actually here to work, and I think
0: sometimes, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in the the seventh point as well because I think they kind of go to go together. They should have been side by side, but work hard. Sometimes a crap job just needs to get done, and it just might be your turn.
1: Yeah, that's true. That is true. You know, everything is not going to be perfect. And sometimes you just got to roll up the sleeves and do it. So uh, I think you're right. And the last
0: point for um, the employee, sometimes people take us to an uncomfortable place to help us develop. And, you know, those reach assignments, stretch assignments, whatever you want to call them, especially if it's kind of in the developmental sense, it's just so important that we Okay, I don't feel comfortable with this. That's not a bad thing. Sometimes when we learn, it is uncomfortable. But do we want to be stagnant? I don't know about you, Greg, but I don't want to be stagnant. And I've I've had lots of stretch assignments given to me, and uh, although I've been uncomfortable, nervous, you know, can I do this? It almost 100 percent of the time worked out well.
1: Yeah, and leverage your boss. So uh, have those. We talked about the boss having questions available to make sure that they cover all the whats at the beginning. If, if there are some things, you know, things like, uh, you know, I'm excited about this and I, I know that I don't yet have all the experience to be fully successful in this, who do you think would be a good person to talk to that might be able to give me insights to, to go forward? What personally in assignments like this have you done in the past that might be helpful for me as I begin this process? You know, there are questions like that where don't try to do it all on your own um, seek advice, tap into resources, that will help you be successful to support. Because you know, and guess what, We most of us have lots of situations where we're not equipped for. But there's always somebody around or there's always a resource that you can tap into that will help you be more equipped. So don't be afraid to ask, don't, uh, uh, don't just kind of pull back and think, woe is me, how am I going to do this? Like, tap into that, including your boss.
0: I've benefited from that so much during my career as Greg especially in the police that there was always somebody around that had more experience, more training and and there was also kind of an atmosphere where people helped each other out and and I, I was like dozens and dozens of situations that are just coming to my mind right now where where somebody, you know, realized I was probably over my head and sat down, what do you need help with? And sometimes it was just they would help me with some like the paperwork and stuff but the whole time we're talking about what this thing is and how to approach it and stuff. I I've always benefited from that. And, uh, uh, I just think it's such an important part of, of doing things, but also for building up the team, the, the, the cohesiveness of the team. Uh, it's just a, it's a no lose situation.
1: Yeah. And again, it's, it starts with being honest. It starts with saying, Hey, you know what? Being it probably starts with being excited first. I'm excited about the opportunity. Uh, and I recognize that I do have some gaps that, that will help me to be successful. Uh, so actually being vulnerable about that uh, and also – but be excited about learning and be curious around where can I get that. So making the move of how can I get the resources or the knowledge that I need in order to be successful, that that's always good. So don't worry about knowing everything. Um, be more proactive and just begin to explore where you can get the knowing that you don't have.
0: And I, I think as a team member, if Greg, I see that you get an assignment, and I know that you haven't done something like that before, and you know I'm the king of that. I should be proactive and say, Hey, Greg, I, I see you got the the last uh, assignment there. Uh, I've done it a bunch of times. You need anything, let me know. Perfect, you know, happy to talk to you about it. I can give you some examples. This is a great opportunity for another team member to go, hey, you know, I see what you've got. And if you need anything, you know, this is good. You know, I think you 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 can do this 100 percent and just let me know.
1: Yeah, because that creates that collaborative spirit. And then, you know, later on when you're in that same environment, then often those same folks will be the ones that will step in to say, hey. Uh, Now I've got the experience that you need in this. Or, or, hey, can I take that off your hand while you're doing something else? So there's tons of things. But, yeah, that that whole abundance uh, perspective versus scarcity perspective is such an important ingredient to successful uh, teams and organizations. I think we solved that. (laughs) I think we did. (laughs) Um, Wrap up. Yeah, you know what? It's just interesting. So – how many times have we talked about this, that it's usually not the topic, it's the setup and it's the, uh, it's the, the context. So, uh, and the support. So the setup, the context and the support. So the, you know, by setting it up in the right way, by providing the context, including the why and why you, and then providing the support for someone successful. Assignments are beautiful things, even if they're not great assignments. You know what? Because, uh, we're not going to have the perfect stuff all the time but if you just do those things as a leader, it will just change the face of these kinds of things because we know that sometimes we got to give stuff out that's not great. Sometimes we give great stuff out that's fan- and we don't do it very well. So let's just think about you know the the setup, the context and the support uh, that we can do in any assignment whether it's a, a beauty assignment or whether it's the you know the garbage assignment. So when we were developing this, I I, I kind of
0: put it in a cubbyhole of an individual thing. And as we've kind of talked it out and and worked it out here um, uh, today, I'm going, you know what? This is more of a group thing. It's my boss and myself and then the rest of the team. There could be other people involved in the assignment. But, you know, you work usually in a team or group environment. This really is about the group. The, the group has to do this assignment, I might be the one assigned to it, but the other people are going to be supporting me, especially if I don't know, you know, I'm not f- that familiar with what I'm doing. Um, I always, I always go to, Oh, this is an individual thing, but it isn't, it's, it is a group thing. The boss, myself, the other people on the team, this work's got to be, get done. And, you know, we're all here to support one another. This is a group effort, even though I've been the one tagged to do it. And, uh, you know, every once in a while, I think I have to kick myself out of that kind of individual mindset and and that, you know, everything we do, we do together, even if we're doing it separately. And I just think it's so important for everybody, you know, in a workspace, especially if you're on a team and I love being on teams. I love being in partnerships. My whole career has been that type of thing. And, uh, it's, those are the things that I remember the fondest working together. You know, even if you're off kind of doing your own little thing you' you are still working together and and every once in a while an episode like this kicks me out of the individualized bringing me back into the group into you know working together in just great environments which is what I've always you know I you know I don't want to sit somewhere by myself I want to be communicating with other people and and working together on stuff so to me it's that group thing and this has kind of kicked me back into that
1: yeah it's interesting too that just uh uh, spurred something in me too around again the role of the leader, the role of the manager in this is, is a part, uh, keeping people informed. And, uh, you know, we talked about one of the best things that a leader can do when an assignment is given, good or bad, is to provide the context not only to the individual, but to the broader team, because most teams are highly interdependent and connected. And therefore, if they don't know what's going on, now sometimes there's confidentiality stuff that you can't say anything. Uh, but in most cases, you can say someone to keep uh, almost keep the noise down, right? Because the the sooner you say, "Hey, this person's doing this because of this, and this is what it's going to connect to," the it just helps keep the noise down. Because the noise comes up when you don't know what's going on, and you don't know how it's connected, and you don't know why. Um, Most important is to create those things with the individual who does the assignment. But the broader perspective is so great because, again, it's amazing when there isn't that information, the buzz starts and the buzz creates deafening noises and impact to the rest of the effectiveness of the team. So really think about and be more proactive in in creating those connections uh, as to what's happening, who's doing what and why.
0: Well said, my friend.
1: Well, every once in a while. <laughs> um
0: Yeah. Uh listen, uh we hope that some of what we've spoken about you find helpful. We hope we didn't say anything that uh you found offensive or made you angry. But Greg, your uh
1: your philosophy I, I think falls very well on this episode as well. Yeah, we end each of our podcasts with a great insight I learned from an early coach. And I try to provide this in the spaces that I coach as well, and that is that uh Each of the best dialogues or discussions or coaching sessions often have a little bit of churn and a little bit of joy, and uh, both are really good. And again, coming back to that concept of really understanding in your body how you're reacting to things, both of those are just reactions to something you heard. And when you have churn, often it's because you've heard something that maybe you haven't done as well or maybe something you've missed. And joy is when, you know, something you're feeling good, you're getting traction and going forward. But, you know, in both of those situations, key is that you listen and learn and then adapt. Take the learning and do what you need to do with it. But they're both a great opportunity. So we always say in our podcast that we do hope that there's some times when you might have a little bit of those, yikes, I, sh- I should be doing that. And a little bit of, wow, you know, I, I really think I'm making traction. Both are excellent, and we hope that you experience them in our podcast.
0: And even if they disagree with us, I'm fine with that too. It's just, it's all part of the process, right?
1: Yeah. And share your insights. You know, come on our website, send us an email. We're open to having great dialogue with folks around. If you have a different perspective or a different experience or a different idea that has been helpful, Please share it with us because we like to share with others. Uh, these are just things that we've learned or that we've heard from others that ever have shared with us. So, uh, the more the merrier.
0: Yeah. And I, and I, just think I, we need to reinforce with people, we're not experts. We're just talking about our experience. We're talking about how people poured into us and you're absolutely right, Greg other people might have an other experience and might have other ways of approaching this. And that's okay too. And like, we'd love to hear about it because this is just about two guys sitting at the diner table talking about the things that we've experienced in our professional and personal lives. And, 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 uh, you know, you and I, you know, you've been my coach twice and, you know, we, we've been friends for, I think close to 20 years and, you know, other people might have another experience and that's great. My question to somebody, you know, that's listening to us, Who are you talking to? Mm -hmm. Who is your confidant? Who is the person that's walking through this with you? And I think everybody needs somebody at work or in their personal life to have a good conversation, because it can get really lonely if you're dealing with some serious stuff, if you don't have somebody or a group of people that you can talk to. And so my question is, you know, you and I obviously are having a conversation. We've been having a conversation for two years about all this stuff. But my question to any listeners out there is, who are you talking to? Yeah, that's a great question. I think we need to do a call out, Greg. I love our call-outs. I think this place is in
1: Connecticut or somewhere in New England. New London. New London. I know there's a couple ones all over the place, so that could, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, welcome New London. All right, folks. Um, I think that's it. Do you have anything else there, Greg? I don't think so.
0: Remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure talk to you next time. Take care.